Welcome to the Quantum Connection Podcast. We are your hosts, Vanessa and Heather. Join us as we explore the new quantum health paradigm. Learn how to reconnect with nature to regain your health and to mitigate the impact of modern living. As quantum health coaches and classical homeopaths, our mission is to inspire and motivate you on your healing journey. This is for educational purposes only. Let's dive into today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Quantum Connection podcast with myself, Heather, and Vanessa. Today, we have a really, really incredible episode for you because we are going to be covering the healing quantum powers of sunlight. Yeah, such an exciting topic. I know sunlight's been such a huge benefit to my health and my healing, and I know the same for you, Heather, too, right? So this is such an exciting uh, topic because sunlight is just such immense benefits and it's so vilified. And, you know, the more we're connected to it, the more healing power that we can have. So, you know, the number one thing that I think is the most important, you know, is that the more you're in sunlight, the more free electrons you're going to gather. And then the more cellular energy you're going to have. So it's going to increase your ATP production and you're going to have more energy to heal and to do the things that you're, or the processes that your body needs to do. So the more energy you have, the, the better your body is going to function. So that's like the main number one thing that I think that I would love people to get for like sunlight right. equals energy. Like, exactly. Like that well, will be because the- it is energy, right? So sunlight yeah. is a frequency. It's a, it's both a wave and a particle depending on where, what it's encountering. But the waves from the sun or the frequencies rather are those light rays. And there's some part of the visible spectrum the, the they call that the UV uh, or the, the colors of the rainbow. And then there's the ones that aren't visible, which are the UVA and B and then the red and infrared. So, but if you, if you have any like, you know, oh no, sun is bad type of thoughts popping up as you're hearing us, go ahead and catch our last podcast. Cause we talk about the myths about sun and we address those common beliefs that people have been misinformed about the sun, which is that it causes cancer or, you know, that you need to wear sunglasses and sunscreen and all of those things. So go ahead and catch that. So then you will be able to more easily absorb this information and, and adopt a lifestyle or start to implement changes in your lifestyle that will um, help you to get more safe exposure to sunlight. And we're going to also just touch on those safety practices today. But yeah, Vanessa, it's like sun is energy. So our, our whole physiology is actually designed to utilize light sunlight to run its processes effectively and efficiently. So that's one of the main sources of energy. And it happens in the exclusion zone water too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, one thing I've learned on this journey is that we always think that we get all of our energy from food, right? Right. We're like, okay, we get all of our energy from food. That's how we get energy. That's how we, we give our body energy to make ATP production is from food, but that's not necessarily true. It's only supposed to become one third from food. The other two thirds are supposed to come from sunlight and grounding. And, you know, I try to think, tell myself, like, I'm no different than a plant. Like if, if your plant, right, if you have, a, I have all these beautiful flowers in my garden behind me, right? If I take my plants and I decide I'm going to cover them with these towels I've got laying here right behind me, what's going to happen to the plant? It'll die. It's going to die. 
it's going to die because it needs the sunlight to survive. And we are no different. We need the sunlight. We need to be connected to it. You know, and as humans, like this sun, sunlight is what gives us life. Without sunlight, our planet does not exist. So I always say, like, if you have a myth where you think sunlight is bad for you, if there wasn't sunlight, we wouldn't be here. So can right, that really exactly. be bad for you then? When what is it that happens? I always just, when say people say that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, what is it that happens when people get, say, for example, skin cancer diagnosis and they, their dermatologist tells them you need to avoid the sun um, because that's where this came from, this skin issue. And then they start becoming phobic of the sun and they cover themselves up, wear sunglasses, wear sunscreen. They never expose any of themselves to the sun. They actually become more and more ill because now there's going to be a whole host of other problems that occur and they become more and more serious. So I love what some of our mentors have said, official and unofficial, like there's a lot of both basically all modern illnesses stem from sunlight deficiency. And it's exactly what you said, Vanessa, is that we are light, you know, operated species or light, we run on light, sunlight. And so if we are not getting adequate exposures throughout the year based on what's appropriate for the season and and all of that and the time of day, we're going to develop myriad health issues. And one of those, including chronic fatigue. Yeah, exactly. Which is why your body needs more energy from the sun. But um, yeah, and that's like we just like I said, with the towel covering my plant, we put clothes and sunglasses on and sunscreen on. Now we've, you know, we've done that. We've we basically put the towel over the plant. Like, so if you think of yourself in that kind of analogy, you know, we need to be connected to the earth and we need to be in the sunlight. That's how we have vital health. So yeah, let's talk about like, number one, get absolutely is it's free, free medicine, really. It's free cellular energy. It's free electrons. But then like, also we want to talk about like the different spectrums and what the benefits are at each different spectrum. So Sunrise is where we need to start because we need to expose ourselves to our skin and our eyes to all of the light of the sun, not just at certain time at one part of the day. It needs all of the light. Okay, so we want to start with sunrise in the morning and that if you can make that be the first light that your eyes and skin see. So getting out to see sunrise is a vital step into healing from anything and just actually not even just healing just to be healthy and to prevent chronic disease. So getting out into sunrise light is going to set your circadian rhythm. So it's going to remind your body that, you know, it's morning time. It's, and it's has, it sends certain signals in the brain to do certain things. Right. And we, I don't think we mentioned this, but in our brain, in our hypothalamus, we have something called the, the SEN, which is the suprachiasmatic nucleus. And these photoreceptors, the sunlight goes, travels into our eyes through these photoreceptors into the suprachiasmatic nucleus, which is in the hypothalamus, which is like your master clock, which then is going to tell the rest of the clocks and in your body, you have these clocks all over your body, what to do. And that one actually needs to run the fastest for all of this to work. So 
sunrise light's going to help do that because it's going to help set the circadian rhythm. It's going to help set the correct hormone hormone signaling. It's going to put away the your melatonin and activate your cortisol to make you have more energy, to make you have, feel more alert, to make you feel more ready to go and tackle on your day, um, and be ready to go. So sunrise and, and light and also- is. It's anti-inflammatory and it prepares your body to later then absorb the UVA and UVB light. So all these things happen in a natural order, you know, the, 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 um, the order of the, basically the order of nature, the order of the universe, right? Thing, when this happens I was thinking first. the order of operation. There you go. The <laughs> yeah. order of operations. Yes. Yes. Um, well, they it say all that, all that biology is math, basically or physics and science. It all comes down to math, but yeah. Um, so, but, it, but it's anti-inflammatory and it helps regenerate your cells. And yes, it helps to get your cortisol started so that you have the oomph that you need to get things done in the morning and during the middle of the day. That's when you're supposed to have more of that hormone available to you. And it's, and the reason it sets your circadian rhythm, the sunlight is because you're, you're the, it's gradually getting lighter out. So your brain is registering the change in the frequencies And then if you're able to watch the sunrise, which is the only time you can look directly at the sun is when it's coming over the horizon into visible, into visibility and at sunset, you never otherwise want to look directly at the sun. You can look in up at the sky near the sun, but you don't want to be looking at the sun, but in sunrise, it's safe to do that because it's far enough away. And so, um, you look at that sun coming, the change in that from the, from less bright to brighter light. And then the increasing amount of blue hue in the sky is what sets your circadian rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. And gets the hormone signaling going, which is really important. But yeah, I just love what you said too about that's the best time to look at the sun directly um, when the sun is, you know, coming up over the horizon. So sunrise and sunset, which would be the same thing. And it is so anti-inflammatory. Inflammatory, and that's because you you know a lot of people hear a lot about red light therapy, right? They're always boosting to use red light therapy, which it does have its benefits. Um, but the sun is forty two percent, or four, I think it's forty something. But I, I've heard forty two, I've heard forty eight, you know, it was something around there in the forties. Red light therapy all day long <laughs> available to you. So that is really when you can get your dose of red light therapy because it's predominantly going to be those spectrums and not have the UVA and the UVB. But um, yeah, because it has infrared, you know, mostly at sunrise, that's why it's going to reduce inflammation. It's going to stimulate collagen, increase bone and wound healing, increase, increase your ATP production, even reduce wrinkles. So if you have any like damage from the sun, this is a good time to get out there. If you have any injuries, sunrise, sunset is a good time to get out there. Uh, obviously improving your mitochondria function and yeah, improving your easy water, which is different than just the water that you drink. This is the water that your mitochondria make. It's your cellular hydration. So this is going, it's, we'll have an episode on water, but it's just know that it's a crystalline gel-like substance. So it's like kind of like a jello inside of your body. Like that's the way I think of it. Like when I used to teach um, science to the kids, they're like, what is jello? Is it a solid or a liquid? I'm like, now I know it's the fourth phase. <laughs> you know, it's not really, it's not really a solid or a liquid. It's like an in-between, right? So that's that kind of water and that's all throughout your body. So that water is uh, like a battery to our, our cells. So we want to make sure we increase that. And the best way to increase it is infrared light. So getting into sunlight is really going to help increase this battery and just increase your cellular hydration. So 
Sunrise has a lot of good healing benefits. Um, if you ever get a sunburn because you mistakenly, you know, use the sun incorrectly or just, you know, it happens, you know, uh, sun, sunrise or sunset is the best light to put your body back into to then heal that inflammation. So, yeah, I, that's how I think my eyes got less photosensitive, really, is by being like, looking at the sunrise and the sunset because you don't directly look at the sky. You can't directly look at the UVA and the UVB. That is going to be damaging. So we would never encourage that. But, yeah, you can sky gaze at that time and just be outside and your eyes are still getting that signal. So, yeah, a lot of benefits to sunrise. But and, I think we should you know, also think- talk about, Vanessa, that um- – Hopefully it's not too loud. There's a street sweeper coming because Vanessa and I, to be honest, are both recording outside, (laughs) which is probably not, you know, the most ideal for you listeners. Sorry about that as far as sound quality goes, but it's something that we talked about and decided to do so that we could take advantage of the um, sunlight and get our daily dose of medicine. Because to me, that is my prescription. That's my medicine is to be outside as much as possible. Um, in the earlier part of the day, preferably. So we apologize yeah. for noise interference. But I just also want to mention, Vanessa, that I, I love to add in the sort of um, spiritual, if you want to call it, I don't know what what's the best way, way, way to put it. But when you have a morning that is infused with this miracle of the sun rising every day, I find that to be very much an antidote to the stress of modern living where we can so easily become more and more disconnected from the outside world, nature of which we are a part of. And then we, we lose sight of the, the, the awe and wonder of being alive when it gets to be like, we're always just rushing to work or we're stressing about this or that. And our nervous system gets so out of whack. So not only are we struggling because our body's sunlight deficient, now we're in a state of, basically right hyper um we call it hyper arousal like you're always ramped up right you're stressed out your hormones are imbalanced right you don't have enough energy and then you're not then that leads to poor choices like not eating well so getting back to sunrise when you get out and see the sunrise it kind of really calms and soothes your nervous system and all of your brain functioning because your neurotransmitters right are getting soothed by this calm input of the of the um, red and infrared light And it's really, really important to make space for yourself to just be in your own humanity. So I just wanted to put that in there about sunrise. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's so beautiful. And I'm glad you read it up. Like, um, that's part of my practice. I mean, my practice has evolved with the sunrise and what I like to do at that time. But I used to do a lot of meditating. I used to do a lot of stretching and movement. Now my practice right now is to just be out at sunrise and just like stand in the ground and just like, I have like a a five to 10 minute moment of gratitude. And I really find that activates the parasympathetic, which is exactly what you're saying, like calming the nervous system, just getting the body, you know, into more of this restful period, like, you know, that non-stressful moments, you know? So like combining like the sunrise and sort of some sort of meditating or journaling or like sitting out in the grass and grounding oh, because grounding's what? Walking too. Walking, yeah, because it's going to activate the parasympathetic. That's just our more, our our more rest system. So, yeah, I love that. That's so beautiful, and I totally agree. And I I love that time that I have to myself. You know, just 
making with the sunrise here it's it was 5 18 this morning you know it's early so i'm up and it's quiet and just even listening to the birds chirping you know activates the parasympathetic listening to nature listening to you know the waves and the ocean if i was just at the beach this weekend walking there you know like all of that that's all going to activate that kind of nature is the parasympathetic you know what i'm saying like it really is like that's that's how we get it and there's been lots of studies done on grounding which will do that it totally activates the parasympathetic so um really interesting because we have two systems that we have the the sympathetic which is our like stress one and our parasympathetic so we want to activate the one that's the rest one rest and digest they call it so I do. I think that's beautiful too. Like, and it's nice to have that just quiet space, you know, mm-hmm. to have that time. It's, right. it, it really, really is. set the tone and the mood for your day and just give you space to be without having to perform or do. And that helps with how, you know, it just helps our mood and our outlook and it helps us get clarity on what we want. So when we're so full and busy all the time and in a stress state, we're not really our best selves. So what comes next is once you have, I want to add one thing before you say what comes next. I would just, I know, sorry to interrupt you. I also find I do a lot of my best thinking when I walk in the morning like that too. Yep. I do. I have a lot of, like a lot of good thoughts come to me about what I want out of my life or like things like that too. So I just, I find that just to add that little piece in there because absolutely, you know, it, just, it happens. So yeah. just a little note on the practical side of things. Um, if you are, if your mornings are really full and busy, it's, it's not like mm-hmm. you need to spend half an hour outside watching the sunrise before and after, you know, it's really just important that you get a, the minimum would be several minutes or at least a, like a minute or two of your eyes um, looking into the direction of the sunrise in the morning while it's that time period. Right. So it's, it's, it's like 10 minutes before 10 minutes after anywhere around there, you don't have to actually see the sun rising. <laughs> that is not required, but you do need to get that light exposure during that time frame to set your circadian rhythm and so forth. So I always say that the more ill you are, if you can find a way to be outside all morning, that's probably the best medicine to start off with. So, um, so sunrise and then comes along when the sun's anywhere, depending on your latitude, 10 to 30 degrees above the horizon is when the UVA light frequencies come online. And there's all sorts of magic that happens with that UVA light that's super important for us in many, many ways. And I think also, I just want to say, Vanessa, something interesting, the more I've hung out in UV, the UVA light, it seems like they, it has a softer hue. It's not as bright as UVB light. And that comes about 45 minutes to an hour and a half later, depending on your latitude. And the UVA light just has this really, I notice it's not even just me thinking, oh, I'm my, my neurotransmitters are, you know, becoming enhanced or balancing out because of this UVA light. I'm just outside, you know, do, 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 right. <laughs> Hanging out and thinking about what I'm going to do that day. But I notice that I feel more calm and relaxed. Like it just, it's a very soothing kind of light. You can, you can notice a difference in the color temperatures between UV and UVB light. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I want to just point out one thing that you were saying, you said like the timing of when these lights happen. And um, I just want to say that, so sunrise is when the, you know, the sun's angle is below 10 degrees. And Heather was just saying that the sun's UVA, which is the next, you know, 
section that's going to come out in the sun's rainbow is between 10 and 30 degrees, depending on your latitude. But you can find out that information from an app called DMinder, which I do like, but I actually prefer a new app that I've been using called Sunbeam, which I really like too, because it, it, it tells you each time, like it, it, so it tells me the exact time that UVA is going to come out. So I do like that app too. So if you're looking to find out when certain spectrums are out in your latitude, you can use Sunbeam or DMinder. Um, UVB is going to be when the sun's angle is above 30. And then when it goes back below between 10 and 30, it's going to be back to UVA. And then at sunset, excuse me, it's going to be below 10 degrees. So remember that sun is going to come out like a rainbow. I love the DMinder has that like arch on it. Like it helps people understand um, how that works. But yeah, UVA, you can also look at the UV index as well. So you could look at the index in your area and you can just see if the UV index is above five, it's UVB. And if it's below five, it's UVA. So those are just some tips if you're trying to get out of a certain spectrum, because I, I really believe that if you need you need the, the sun in the correct sequence, but for UVA, um, if you have any, and I, Heather can speak on this further, like if you have any kind of like mood disorders, anxiety, depression, this is the time that you want to go try to get a walk if possible, you know, in the in the lights during UVA time, because it's going to activate certain neurotransmitters through sunlight. They actually, there are certain neurotransmitters. We have tyrosine and tryptophan. Tyrosine becomes dopamine and tryptophan becomes serotonin, which later becomes melatonin at night. But we, these get activated in sunlight. And I did want to mention that, you know, these neurotransmitters, um, these, I mean, these amino acids, the tyrosine and tryptophan, if you're, if you're not eating any animal products, you're not going to have those in your diet. So these are the precursors to have dopamine and serotonin. So we need to be eating the animal foods, then we need to be in the sunlight to activate them. And then our tyrosine becomes dopamine and our tryptophan becomes serotonin. So I think that that's really important and that can help combat, you know, uh, hormone imbalances, depression, brain fog, um, re replenish our melatonin, boost our mood. So we want to really, if you're having any issues with mood and things like that, or any kind of anxiety or depression, this would be where you'd want to spend more time if you can, you know, yes. like 30 minutes. Amazing. You know? And it's good to get out in the earlier part of the UVA window, but it's definitely not required. Any exposure to UVA light before UVB comes online is um, ideal. It's just a little bit more of an advantage if you get out in the earlier part of the UVA window. It's about 45 minutes. Well, usually it's about an hour, hour and a half, the window. Uh, before UVB comes yeah. online. So yeah, as Vanessa said, it's a critically important for any of you who might be having um, any kind of mood imbalances, you are feeling low-grade depression, which is called dysthymia, or any more serious kind of depression, or you're ramped up, you know, anxiety and whatnot. So because without that morning light exposure, your body, your brain does not know when you've had enough of a hormone being produced or neurotransmitter. So you might have too much serotonin that hasn't been converted the night before because you're exposed to bright lights at night into melatonin. So now we have, you know, your body's not getting the morning light signals to know how much more or less serotonin to make right out of that uh, amino acid using the sun as a catalyst. And so you're going to have imbalanced neurotransmitters and hormones. 
So the, the, so you start making cortisol with sunrise light and then the UVA light throughout that window helps to balance it out so that you have just the right amount, depending on right. What your body's needs are, what you've been doing uh, during that time period. And so um, that's why it's so important to get that UVA light exposure. Um, and just a note yeah. to Vanessa on that app, cause I did find it and it's called, it's actually called, um, you're right. It's called Sunbeam, right? You, and I just downloaded it. Thank you. But I also wanted to mention that there's another one called Circadian. So there's more and more mm-hmm. apps that are now available in order to help uh, guide us in knowing, hey, I just need to pop outside right now for five minutes, take a break, get some of that light in my eyes so that I can take advantage of this, these UVA frequencies to help my brain to heal my neurotransmitter and my hormone function. It's super, super important. Um, and, but also let's not forget that the UVA light helps to prepare your skin because of that cortisol for absorbing and using the UVB light later in the day, which is super important because that's when you're going to get your vitamin D for one. Yeah. One thing that it does. Right. I know I found that amazing. The more cortisol you have in your system that you won't burn. I thought that was exactly. really cool. It's protective. So I'm like, yeah. it's actually protective. Right. Yeah. And again, if you think about that CISO with cortisol and melatonin, right? If one is high, the other one is low. So if you're making cortisol or if you're wearing, sun, if you're wearing sunglasses, you're not making cortisol. <laughs> you're making melatonin. So I think that's really important to mention too. And that's why um, you're not really maybe receiving some benefits from the sunlight. That's a big mismatch. So we want to not wear our sunglasses. We're really confusing our system with that. I also want to mention as someone who has Hashimoto's, um, UVA sunlight is very important for thyroid health as well because it will activate your T3. So you need UVA sunlight to help activate your T3 hormone. And that's exactly what I had was low T3. Uh, I actually haven't had it tested again, probably need to, but um, you know, that's exactly what one of my markers was. So yeah, you want to make sure you're getting that. So let's talk about UVB because that's the one that people I think are most afraid of, but we have to think about all the benefits UVB has because it's like so many. Um, so again, that's when the UV um, index is going to be above five. So one thing that I know we mentioned on this podcast already is that it depletes glucose and it obviously is going to help your ATP production because you're getting more electrons. One other thing that it does is if you have any issues with blood pressure, um, UVA and UVB both stimulate um, the release of nitric oxide through this through a vasodilation. And the effects of that can be actually long lasting. So if you spend, you know, 20 minutes in UVB one day, it can help stabilize your blood sugar for like days on end, which I think was amazing for me to hear. So yeah, you're going to get... more stable blood sugar, blood pressure, excuse me, and blood sugar, because it's going to help deplete glucose from the liver. And then there's an amazing vitamin D that we all know that is, you know, we, that's, we all think of UVB sunlight for like, oh, we're going to get some vitamin D. Like that's what all people think about, but it's so much more than that. And yes, vitamin D is great for like detox and metabolism and immunity and all of that. But I also want to point out that you're not going to make vitamin D without having adequate cholesterol vitamin A and T3 hormone from your thyroid. So you do want to be out in the UVA to activate that T3 and you do want to eat animal products that have cholesterol and vitamin A. 
in order to have this beautiful symphony all work together. It's like, if we just like follow nature's laws, it's like everything just works in this beautiful symphony. Um, so we're also gonna improve heart health and blood flow, um, lung issues and asthma, and it also depletes histamine and oxalates from the system, which I think is amazing because as someone who struggles with sensitivities to both of those, I definitely see that I can handle more histamine foods the more UVB sunlight I'm exposed to. Um, so, and I know Heather has experience with that as well. We're also increasing that easy water and depleting deuterium, which is not something we've spoken about, but on this podcast yet, but it is a form of hydrogen that that damages the ATP production in our body and damages the mitochondria, well, damages the mitochondria, which damages the AT ATP production. So it's like a heavier, dense hydrogen. So when the, and it's in a lot of seasonal fruits and vegetables, right? So when we're eating those seasonal fruits and vegetables, it's actually getting depleted from the UVB sunlight. So if you follow that seasonal diet, that doesn't accumulate so yeah right. uvb's got a lot yeah oh yeah and regarding that histamine right that's like you said something i've really struggled with i had pretty severe histamine intolerance and i've heard some of the quantum mds call it a sunlight deficiency which i can now mm -hmm. attest or i can now attest to because when i was in baja several years ago for four months for, for health reasons, actually to get that high, I went precisely to get that higher UVB light index. And so I could eat all kinds of fish and it'd take a lot for me to have any little bit of symptoms. But if I'm in a lower or a higher latitude, rather with a lower UVB index, I really can't get as you know, excited about eating a lot of things that I like, which, you know, like chocolate or bacon or fish and that kind of stuff, because or gosh, cheese even, they're so high in histamine, but I had very, very, very few issues with it when I was in a higher UVB index because the sunlight helps your body to break down excess histamine. It helps it to break, break it down into components and then it, it's not an issue. So sunlight deficiency is actually what creates that histamine intolerance. So if you your body cannot process, um, it overreacts to things like pollen and whatnot, and it can't break down its own histamine. And then you're, you have like a bucket and once it gets overflowing, you get allergy like symptoms. So that's mm -hmm. what that can, that's what that causes. The sunlight deficiency causes histamine intolerance. It also, you mentioned earlier about the microbiome and that the UV light, UVB light uh, in particular helps to create a healthy microbiome. And you actually do need your belly exposed to the sunlight those are organisms in your body, right? What are we like 90% bacteria or something? And so those bacteria are actually sun, are photosensitive and, and that means they absorb light and your microbiome will be enhanced more from sunlight exposure than from eating lots of probiotics and sauerkraut. I know that sounds crazy, but there are studies that actually show this. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I love that. And I love everything you just said. I love that you did that that you went for a little while down and you had got all that good light. That's amazing for you. I have my belly exposed to the sun right now, literally. I don't, <laughs> and I, I do the same. We have an RV and I plan a few trips throughout the winter time to go down to like, you know, times or stronger, lower latitudes with more UVB light so I can get some throughout the um, winter time. Cause we don't have any, U there is no UVB in the winter here in my latitude. So I want to, I travel down for that reason. And yeah, it's, 
interesting. Like I remember I couldn't eat salmon for years. Well, maybe it was like not a year, but it was probably about a year I couldn't eat salmon. And then like in the summertime, I was able to, you know, so it was like amazing. I was like, okay, I can eat this food again. That's so healthy for us to have. Um, so yeah, I love that. And um, what you were saying about the adding the gut diversity. So the sunlight diversifies the gut microbiome. I believe it's the Haza. You probably know this study. That was a study done. Um, Jeff you'll Leach. probably know who it was done by. Jeff Leach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he was the one who he studied them and he checked their microbiome and he checked their, you know, to see what was going on. And he, you know, he took samples of their gut microbiome and then he fed them like soda and candy, all kinds of junk, like literal junk. And their microbiome didn't change because they are grounded and they are having their, their skin exposed to the sunlight 24 seven. And I was like, man, I just found that to be so amazing because we (laughs) emphasize so much on food. Like we put it, we all go for a food first approach. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold the phone here. It's not a food first (laughs) approach. It's a sunlight and grounding approach for first. Like the sunlight is what's doing that, you know? And people do say like the more sunlight you get, the more grounding you get, the, you know, the, the less food really does matter. And I'm not, I, I'm, I don't know, to me, I'm going to still eat, put the right fuel into my body. Cause that's of how course. I feel like yes. personally, like that's my journey and that's my approach. <clears throat> but yeah, it's, I found that to be such a cool study and uh, yeah, it's like amazing. Like, it's really, we have to be thinking about sunlight and grounding before we start thinking about, you know, all this. This is what diversifies the gut microbiome, not probiotics. I honestly don't think that they do anything. I was, for somebody who's had experience with lots of probiotics, they didn't do anything for me except aggravate my histamines, (laughs) if anything. Uh, So that was not helpful. Uh, I don't think that they're they're a benefit. I think you're you're better off going for some raw milk and raw cheese uh, and some probiotics. That's my opinion. But yeah, yeah. So uh, I think we covered so, all of the important aspects, uh, the the main categories of what each of those frequencies yeah. of light do throughout the day. Again, as far as the practical standpoint goes, you want to get at least several minutes of exposure to sunrise light. And the more inflamed you are, the more light is better. And the more skin exposed, of course, you know, in the winter, that's not so fun. But um, (laughs) I try to at least get some of my legs and arms exposed because if it's cold, I understand that's a little challenging. In the summers, when you really want to get as much of your skin exposed when it's not as, you know, cold out, and it's more comfortable. And then following into UVA light when that sun is 10 degrees above the horizon, starting between 10 and then ending at 30 when UVB comes online is the, and the earlier in that window is when you want to get at least a couple minutes as well of exposure, no sunglasses, no contacts, no um, glasses on for that time period. Cause your eyes just don't get any, if very little with, with glasses on. Um, so you want to have naked eyes and you want to be able to get at least several minutes of UVA light. Again, if you have any mood issues or anxiety, I would recommend the longer, the better. And then UVB light is the strongest when the sun is directly overhead at solar noon, which may not be at 12 PM. It could be a different time, but that's when the UV index is going to be highest, which is when you're going to get a whole host of other benefits, 
and all this works in concert, right? And we evolved outside with a lot of skin in the game in the more warmer latitudes. And then in the northerly latitudes, we were still in nature, but we, we might have maybe eaten a tons more DHA that helped offset the wintertime lack of sunlight. So there was there's a natural harmony in the way people would live that would provide whatever they needed to get through that lack of UVB. Whereas in the equator, right, they get UVB year round. So that's how they were able to deal with it. So if you live in the northerly latitudes, you want to really see how did people live in this area, you know, 300 years ago, what did they do? And that's going to help you to be more synchronized with your natural environment and not be eating bananas when there's no UV light, UVB. <laughs> they were more likely in ketosis. Exactly. You know, that's really exactly. More like it was a more ketogenic type of diet at that time because there wasn't fruits and vegetables available. So yeah. And it's hard. That's all. I know it's a hard thing for people, but yeah, beautifully said. I love that. I think we did a good job of really explaining a lot of benefits of the sunlight. And hopefully, you know, my hope is that it helps you, you know, this podcast helps you to be less fearful of the sun and know that realize that the sun is on your side and has a lot of benefits to your health and that you can use it as medicine. And it is free, you know, it is free medicine that's available to you all the time, you know, and, um, just remember that you want to use the sun in the correct sequence. So don't jump out. Like we, we talked about sun, you know, safety, you know, protocols before safe procedures, but we don't want to just jump out into the midday at solar noon into UVB on a sunny summer day without really preconditioning our skin through morning sunlight and in the less, you know, less stronger UV light as it comes out. So just make sure that um, you're doing that as well, because you know, we don't want to cause any, any, any sunburns. The goal is not to get a sunburn. (laughs) It's just to utilize the sun the right way. If you haven't been able to get out early in the day, just don't expose your skin for hard, for very long at all. You want to be super careful. Um, You can, you always want to get your eyes out there, but as far as like sunbathing, you don't want to be out there. If you haven't built up a solar callus where you already have a good amount of melanin and a tan that comes out easily, when you get back in the sun in the early spring and then summer, but you can get the sun in your eyes in midday. That's important because it still tells your body, you know, about what time of day it is, depending on the amount of blue light, but you don't want to be out there sunbathing if you haven't gotten adequate sun exposure earlier in the day and you haven't built up your solar callus. So like Vanessa said, just be very, very smart about that. And so cover up or, you know, put a hat on, go, go in the shade or whatever you need to do to protect yourself. So that's super important. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right. I think we think we covered most of what we wanted to say about sunlight and we hope that you've learned some great information and that you utilize, start utilizing the sunlight as medicine. And if you need more support on that, Heather and I both have offerings to do that. Um, I have my rebound your rhythm course. If you'd like to take a look at that, cause it teaches you all about how to use the sunlight as safe and effective medicine to help you, you know, just improve your vitality and your health. Yes. And your website? I am at brightlightwellnesscoach.com. Okay. And I'm at enlightenedmood.com. So check out our offerings. Send us an email if you have any feedback and what you'd like to hear in future podcasts or questions. And we'd be happy to chat. So thanks so much for listening in. And we will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for joining today's show. For more information about Heather and her offerings, see her Instagram at Heather Crimson 
or go to her website at enlightenedmood.com. And for more information about Vanessa's offerings, visit her Instagram at bright underscore light underscore wellness and her website at brightlightwellnesscoach.com. See you next week.